women have been conditioned by society to be, act, and think a certain way. Here at Girls IRL, we encourage women to challenge societal norms and embrace their femininity. With that being said, let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I am your host, Mariah Clayton. This is the last Monday of the month. Wow. I know I said this last week, but I just don't understand where time is going. I still have no idea what I'm doing for Halloween. Like Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas and New Year's. Like I, I'm just shook, honestly. But actually, my older sister Shelby's birthday was this past Friday on the 23rd. Um, so she turned 29. She's in the last year of her 20s. And we celebrated her basically all weekend. We went to dinner on Thursday night at this really new like upscale restaurant locally here in town um and then friday we do our annual birthday tradition which is where my mom just like bakes a cake and we sing happy birthday and we eat food and everybody just comes over and we do that every single year it doesn't matter how old we get our mom is gonna make us a, a little cake a box cake and it's gonna be the best thing ever um she just makes the best cakes and she just literally follows the instructions on the box but we love to do it every year and I look forward to it every year for every birthday. And then Saturday, we went to a circus, which was actually my first time at the circus. I don't know what the circus was called. It was somewhere like in Ponchatoula, New Orleans area. Um, but it was pretty cool. It lasted actually a long time. I mean, it was like two hours, but I wasn't, I don't know why I wasn't expecting the circus to like be that long. Um, but it was really cool. They had like the trapeze people, not the trapeze. They didn't do trapeze. They had, um, like the aerialists that go up in the, in, in the air, <laughs> duh, like aerialists. Um, they had the motorcycle go on like this tightrope thing. It was pretty cool. And they had elephants and camels and like all kinds of animals. And they also had uh, the little sphere where they had the motorcycles ride around in the sphere. They had like four motorcycles in there at a time. It was like really scary, but it was pretty cool. So I had a really good time. And of course, obviously happy that I get to celebrate another birthday with my sister. She's literally one of my favorite people in the world. And I know that I talk about her a lot on the podcast and I promise one day she's going to come and be a guest. Um, I just still think that we're recovering from those technical difficulties that we had the last time that we tried to do an episode together. Um, but I know that she'll want to come back on eventually and just, you know, talk to everybody. But yeah, that's literally what my whole weekend was filled with. And then Sunday is our first home game for volleyball so that's what I'm gonna be doing and so hopefully we win I don't know we also have another game the day that you're listening to this two home games back to back so Sunday and Monday um so we'll see how we do we start conference so this is where everything starts to count but yeah those are just a few little life updates that I wanted to start the episode off with this week has been so extremely busy and crazy and I just feel like I'm not on top of my ish but I'm gonna try and do better about it this week I gotta get merch sent out to people I've gotta outline my October schedule and all of those things um 
I've got brand deals coming up and just a lot happening in my life with coaching and social media and the podcast and everything like it can be a lot to handle at one time, um, but I'm doing it. So go me. <laughs> but yeah, let's just go ahead and get into what today's episode is all about, which I kind of struggled a little bit with what I wanted to talk about this week. Because like I said, it's really been so busy and hectic. I didn't really have time to kind of like sit down and decide what I wanted to do. But this week we are going to be talking about competitiveness. We're going to be talking about hustle culture and basically the ins and outs of all of that and how being a competitive person and wanting to hustle all the time and like having all these big goals, it can be a really good thing, but it can also be on the other side of it a kind of really bad thing. <laughs> so we're just going to be talking about that today and the dynamics of what it means to like be a competitive person. How does that flow into your everyday life? How does it push you and drive you as a person in your personal life, in your business life, in your social life, all the things. Um, and I just thought it was really fitting. One, because Miss USA is happening next week. Is it next week? October um, 3rd is the day that the finals come on. So I think that's next week or it's in like nine days or 10 days. It's pretty close to next week. Um, so I am just over the moon excited about Miss USA. Um, I can't believe that it is here again. And I'm so excited to just see all the girls compete on stage. And it just kind of makes me reminisce back on my time competing at Miss USA and what that was like, even though, you know, COVID year, it was um, not everything that we thought it would be, but a once in a lifetime experience, nonetheless, and something that I will always be grateful for in my life, even though there were a lot of things that I wish I could have changed about it. But yeah, I know how much hard work goes into it. I know how much preparation like before pageant season even starts. And so being able to see all of the girls finally showcase all of their hard work that they've been putting in for months and months and for some of them for like a year plus. Um, I'm really just excited to see what they bring to the table. So yeah, I just figured with the Miss USA competition coming up, I thought it would be really interesting to talk about how competitiveness have, has kind of been a strand that's run through my life and how it's impacted me as a person and how it's just kind of impacted my life. And I also have to shout out my mans for giving me <laughs> this week's topic because he's the one who suggested this to me. So thank you very much, baby. <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, I've always been competitive. I've played sports for as long as I could remember. The first sport that I ever did was track. And that was because my dad forced me and my sisters to run track when we were younger and none of us really liked it but because I was doing it I just I wanted to be good at it and I was a good runner I was a fast little runner I was very young I was like seven eight years old you know like running track running 400s I was in the relay the four by four um I did the 100 the 200 I was just a fast little sprinter as a kid I also started playing tennis around that age as well. I was about eight years old when my dad first put me into tennis lessons. And I remember, um, I don't even, we were at academy or somewhere and I saw like a tennis racket, but it wasn't even the tennis racket that like intrigued me. It was the little girl on the front of the tennis racket who had on this cute little tennis outfit. And I was like, oh, 
I want to be able to wear that. Like I want to go and play tennis. <laughs> so my dad signed me up for private lessons. And, you know, I played tennis from the time I was eight years old to the time I was 16, almost 17 years old. And I ended up quitting after that. But tennis led me into volleyball. They are very similar sports. They are both extremely competitive. And I remember the reason that I got into volleyball was because my older sister, Shelby, (laughs) she actually tried out for volleyball when she was in middle school and she did not make the team. And as the annoying younger sister that I am, I bet her, I was like, you know, I bet you when I make it to middle school that I can make the volleyball team. Like, it was just kind of like this challenge. Again, this competitiveness that I have, like, oh, I can do that better than you. (laughs) And so when I got to sixth grade, I tried out for volleyball. I made the team and I just fell in love with it. Volleyball has been probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in in my life. And it's been the one constant thing throughout my entire life. And it's just honestly my favorite thing to do. I love it so much. Um, so that was kind of like how I got into volleyball. I was like, I can do that better than you. Like, I bet you I can do that to my older sister. So my older sister, honestly, is the reason that I've done a lot of things in my life, whether she's like forced me to do it or whether it's just she's just been like a factor in that part of my life. Um, so yeah, she got me into volleyball subconsciously, like she didn't even realize that that's what she was doing. And she forced me into pageants, <laughs> which I feel like I've shared this story so many times on the podcast, but just a little mini recap for those who maybe haven't listened or just like don't know my story. I was a tomboy through and through. I was an athlete. I was a competitor. I was not into pageants or anything girly at the time. Like I was just very much your average tomboy who didn't care for the girly things and my older sister on the other hand she was the popular cheerleader and she had loved doing pageants and all that kind of stuff so we were very different and opposite in that aspect and I remember graduating high school and she asked me to do a pageant with her and I was like I don't want to do this like this is so dumb why would you even ask me to do this and she just kept bugging me about it and so eventually I caved in competed in my first pageant when I was 18 years old I was in the teen division at the time and I ended up placing second runner up in that pageant much to my surprise like I did not do any training like literally nothing and I just went out there pretended like I was an actress because whenever I'm doing something new in my life or something that is foreign to me I don't know why but I always just picture putting myself in a movie and I have to play a role. And so for me, I was like playing this role of a pageant girl and I just did what I thought pageant girls would do. And that's how I went out on stage and I ended up getting second runner up, which I could not even believe. I was just like, whoa, I actually got something. I got like a little medal and everything. And my sister ended up winning that pageant also. Um, She was in the Miss Division and I was in the Teen Division. So we weren't competing against each other, but she ended up winning in the Miss Division. And I was so happy for her. But yeah, like competing in pageants was just so foreign to me (laughs) and I was just like this is so dumb like I'm just doing this just because my sister asked me to do it um but little did I know that like that single moment sparked something in me that just grew to become something that I could never even imagine but yeah 
I'm, I'll get into that a little bit later, but that all just goes to show you that like growing up, I was just a competitive little girl and I loved competing and I loved winning, hated losing. Okay. And I feel like I just kind of got that from my parents. My mom was a tennis player and a volleyball player in high school and basketball player. And she is like probably more competitive than me. She does not like to lose even still to this day. Like she's just like, no, I'm not losing. I'm still better than you, even though I'm I'm not going to tell my mom's age. But <laughs> she's she's like, I'm still better than you. Um, And she sometimes is like sometimes we'll go out and play tennis and uh, this woman beats me. <laughs> like, how are you literally beating me right now? But she's just competitive and she likes to win and she does what it takes to win. Um, and then my dad was a professional boxer and he also ran track and cross country. So, you know, growing up, he always just instilled in us, like, don't be a quitter. Like you have to not be literally a fighter. Um, even though I did want to box at one point in my life and my mom was like, absolutely not. But no, he was just like, you have to fight for, for what you want. You can't give up. Like you have to push yourself. He always just kind of instilled that in all of us as kids and so we all did a lot of sports growing up competitive cheerleading gymnastics uh tennis track volleyball we even did softball for a little bit me and my younger sister but sports was all I knew sports was all I wanted to know or at least that was what I thought and so getting the opportunity to play volleyball in college that was just like the dream for me that was all I ever wanted to do um and compete at a d1 level and i did that and i remember my freshman year we made it to our conference championship and i could taste the win on my tongue and i could feel the weight of the ring on my hand and we lost <laughs> we lost that game and it was such a heartbreaking loss for me because we were so close to like capturing that moment and like feeling all of our hard work pay off and we just kind of like fell short um so literally for the next three years I was constantly like chasing that feeling of trying to get back to the championship match and trying to you know like win a championship for our school and honestly just for myself because I had never really won anything and I really really wanted to win our conference championship but sadly, that never happened. That was never the case. And that was the only year that we made it to the championship. Um, and like I said, that was a hard loss for me. I literally just watched that match for the first time, maybe like a year ago. Um, I never wanted to watch it. I never wanted to relive that moment. But I ended up watching it. And I was just like, man, like we were literally so close. We had won the first set and everything like we were just on a high and something just happened. And, you know, we we didn't win. But yeah, after um, graduating college and finishing up my volleyball career, which I've also talked about this, I kind of lost a sense of my identity because being a student athlete and competing like that was literally all that I had ever Ever known and I didn't ever want to lose that like competitive drive and that competitive edge that I had as a player in the real world and so I think that's kind of why I decided to lean into pageants after I graduated and I gave myself the opportunity to kind of walk into something new and into something different because I still like I had this desire to just want to compete and want to compete at a high level. And so for me, competing in pageants, it wasn't really my replacement for 
volleyball, but it was just kind of like adding another layer to myself and pushing myself again, like past points that I didn't think that I could go, like throwing myself out of my comfort zone into this new world of pageants and like competing in a completely different way and challenging myself in a new way. And let me tell you, preparing for a pageant, that is some hardcore stuff right there. Like competing in sports and collegiate volleyball. Like I always thought that that was the hardest thing that I had ever done in my life. And I pushed myself past points. I didn't think I could go. I ran as hard and as fast as I could. I threw my body on the ground. I literally sacrificed my body for balls and all these different types of things. And like that was hard, but competing in pageants was like a different type of hard and it challenged me in a new and a different type of way and it was kind of frustrating because like I'm so naturally good at a lot of different things and for me pageants was something that I was still naturally good at but I also had to work at it too and I was not perfect by any means and Shelby reminded me of that all the time and she was very critical of me and there were a lot of times where we would like butt heads and where I would get really frustrated because like I felt like I just I couldn't do it and I would never get it you know and again like my sister was just pushing me in in these ways and past these boundaries that I thought that I had and I thought that I couldn't go anymore but she always showed me that like I could and that's one thing that I've always loved about my sister is that she's always seen something in me that I've never seen in myself and it took me a little while to like see what she saw in me but like once I saw it and once I saw that I was capable of doing this and I just had to stop doubting myself it was just kind of like when everything clicked for me so going from competing in volleyball to competing in pageants was like a complete 180 um but I think for me in the best way possible and I also think that like playing in sports kind of prepared me for pageants in a way you know playing volleyball I had to be very disciplined I had to manage my time wisely I had to work as a team I had to listen to a coach and all of these things that I learned from playing volleyball I could now apply that to pageants and so we all know the story I go on and I win Miss Louisiana USA 2020 and that was honestly like when I if I thought competing in a volleyball match was hard like training for Miss Louisiana USA 2020 was honestly still to this day probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life it was just a lot I was in graduate school at the time I had a coach in Houston a coach in Alabama I'd be driving back and forth to them all the time interview prep and walking prep and trying to make sure you have all of your wardrobe together makeup lessons and how we're going to do our hair like all of these little tiny details and making sure that everything is perfect and just fine-tuning it all it was a lot (laughs) but again I was a competitor and I knew that I wanted to put my best foot forward and so as a competitor you realize like you have to do the things that other people won't so that you can accomplish things that other people can't and so for me it was like I don't know how everybody else is training I don't know how everybody else is preparing for this but I'm preparing pretty dang hard and like I'm putting my best foot forward for sure. And so for me, it was like I'm 
giving it my all. And if I go out there and I win, great, amazing, all my hard work will pay off. And if I don't win, then I can walk away from pageants knowing that I did the very best that I could and I put forth all the effort that I could and it just wasn't my time. And I think when when you are a competitor and you put forth all this effort and you know that you've done everything that you could do, then you can take a loss. Like I always tell my girls that I coach, I'm like, I can take a loss knowing that we played to the best of our ability and we just went all out. Like we did our best and they just beat us because sometimes that's just what happens. But what I can't take is us not being prepared, is us going out there and playing like the worst we've ever played, making careless, mindless mistakes, unforced errors, and you give away the game. Like that's what I can't deal with. And so for me with competing in pageants, I was like, okay, I know that I'm prepared physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I know that I've put in everything that I needed to put in. So if I walk away a loser, then I'm okay because I know that I did what I needed to do. Now, on the flip side, if I had not prepared, if I had not been as ready mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually as I was, and I walked away and I lost, then I would be mad at myself because I knew that I didn't take the steps that I needed to take in order to become a winner. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's what being a competitor is all about. It's putting your best foot forward and making sure that you give yourself the best opportunity to win so that if you lose, you you can't really blame it on anything other than like they were just better than you. And like sometimes people just are. <laughs> sometimes that's just the case. But if you know that like you didn't put in the work and you didn't put in the effort and you didn't try, then like you can only blame yourself. So anyways, I say all of that to say like being a competitor within itself is a good thing. And I think that everybody should be competitive in their life, whatever it is, whether it's their job, their personal life, their business life, like whatever the case may be. I think that you have to have some type of competitiveness and some type of like wanting to work hard to achieve the things that you want in life, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to do it. But on the flip side, I also think that competitiveness kind of can turn into this very unhealthy, un attainable hustle culture. And I say that because when when you are competing for something major like a volleyball championship match or literally <laughs> your state competition or a national pageant competition, you are putting in so much work, time and effort and there is a lot of discipline that goes into that. But that lifestyle is very much not sustainable. <laughs> I guess that's the only way that I can put it. Like it's not sustainable for me to train the way that I trained for Miss Louisiana USA every single day of my life because you would get completely burnt out. Like you would just hit a wall. There has to be some type of boundary that is set and like some type of start and go. Because if you're just always on 10, always on go, always on this competitive mode, always like trying to outdo somebody, always trying to work harder than the next person, always trying to be like whatever the case is, that's when you create this hustle culture and that's when you create this unhealthy cycle of like 
overworking yourself, not sleeping, working out way too much, like not giving yourself rest and breaks because you're constantly trying to be the best. And this is something that I've had to struggle with because I remember like competing for Miss Louisiana and all the work that I put in and I achieved that goal. And I was like, yes, great. I did it. And then competing for Miss USA, it looked a lot different for me. One, because we were in the middle of a pandemic, but also because I felt like I was burning myself out because after I won, it was very much like, okay, Miss USA, that is the goal. Like, this is what I want. And I was training for it and I was working hard. And then the pandemic hit and it was just kind of like everything was up in the air. Like, is Miss USA still happening? When is it happening? Like, I don't really know. And so I would work out every single day for like an hour a day and I would eat healthy and I would do do all of these things that I needed to do. But it felt like I was working towards something that was not empty, but it felt like it would never come because it was literally... March, April, May, like it was literally around that time where everybody had just went on lockdown. And I'm like, okay, well, I still have a pageant to win. Like I still have things that I want to accomplish and things that I want to do. Like I cannot let up. And so I would go running every single day and I would work out outside every single day and I would do all of these things, not knowing when my time to compete would come. And I remember a very pivotal moment for me, like during quarantine, where I was just like, I... I'm so tired. I don't know when Miss USA is happening or if it's even happening. And I'm putting forth all this effort and like I'm burning myself out just trying to compete or prepare myself to compete for something that I don't even know is coming. And I literally had to tell myself, like, I have to stop. I have to take a break. I have to not train so hard because if I put forth all my effort now, by the time they had actually announced when we're going to compete at Miss USA, like, I don't even know how much left I'm going to have. And so I remember, like, I stopped really working out every single day and I gave myself time to, like, sleep in and to not do interview prep and to not, like, focus on X, Y, and Z. But then you feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Like, I always felt like I was never doing enough. And I remember, like, writing in my journal about how I was struggling with, like, I know that we're in the middle of a pandemic and I know that there are so much more bigger things happening around me, but I can't help but feel like I am not doing enough as Miss Louisiana USA and I can't help but feeling I'm not doing enough to prepare myself for Miss USA. And it was hard because as a competitor, like you want to win, you want to be the best. And I just felt like I wasn't being my best. I didn't feel like I was giving up, but I felt like I was taking a break from my goal And I didn't know like how I felt about that. But literally, if I would have kept going and at the rate that I was going, by the time November of that year came from March to November training like that, I (laughs) I would not have made it through. Like I'm just telling you right now, like it's so intense and it's so much work that goes into it. And I just knew that I would get burnt out before I ever even really started. And I didn't want that to happen. So I do think that sometimes as a competitor, we feel really guilty about giving ourselves quote unquote time off or giving ourselves time off from training or from working towards our goal because like that's that's all we know that's all we know how to do but sometimes you have to 
like sometimes that's what's for the better because this hustle culture and this like I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality and work work don't stop like I don't even know like all the little sayings that we have but it is it can get really unhealthy and there have been so many people who have like asked me about advice on pageants and just advice like in general about how to prepare for something and I'm like you have to allow yourself the time to rest and to rejuvenate because if you don't you are going to drain yourself like as a competitor you're constantly trying to give yourself away to other things whether it's working out whether it's training whether it's going out into the community and like promoting your business or promoting your brand like in whatever aspect you're competing in you're always giving bits and pieces of yourself away to other people and I feel like a lot of times competitors forget to give that same love care and respect back to ourselves and so we drain ourselves a lot and we're so consumed with like winning and competing and proving a point to people that we neglect the things that we need like rest and a healthy meal and honestly just like sometimes laying in bed and watching Netflix like giving yourself time to just be and to not work (laughs) and it's a hard I think it's a hard concept to grasp especially when society today is like pushing and pushing hustle culture and being at the top of your game all the time and working for that promotion and building that million dollar company and being better than the next person like all of those I'm not saying that they're bad things but I'm saying if you're not careful it could definitely turn into a bad thing because if you're trying to run a million dollar business off of two hours of sleep every night like what who is that really benefiting like how is that really helping you towards your goal it's not (laughs) I think at some point you have to be able to turn that competitiveness on and off and know like when you need to be on, like you can be on and you can train and you can go hard and you can do all of that. But it is not sustainable for everyday life. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've learned that you have to be competitive in spurts and you have to allot a certain amount of time in order to like train, train, train and do all of the things that you need to do in order to be the best. And then achieve that and then allow yourself to take a break (laughs) because if you don't if you're always just constantly working for the next thing you're never going to be fulfilled and that's kind of what I experienced after I lost Miss USA like I had just accomplished the one of the most amazing goals I had ever set for myself in my life and that was to compete at Miss USA I placed top 16 out of 50 other incredible qualified women like And for me, that still wasn't enough. Like I was still so disappointed in myself because I knew that I was capable of being the winner of Miss USA. And I left feeling like I didn't accomplish what I needed to accomplish. And I think that I felt that way because as I stated earlier, like I gave myself this time off and I took this break and I'm like well if I would have just kept going and kept training like maybe this would have been different but again like I put in enough and I put forth my best effort the best that I could and I just had to be okay with it not being my time but like I was saying I accomplished this big major thing 
And the one question that people always ask you, especially when you come back home and you get back around family and you get back around friends and you get back around coworkers, oh, great job. Like you did so good on Miss USA. But what's next? And I hated that question so much because it's like I literally just trained my ass off for well over a year in the middle of a pandemic, went to compete on a national stage, placed top 16 for my state. And I come back home and you're already asking me, so what's next? Like, I, it just felt like I always had to have something lined up. I always had to have like this next level thing or this game plan. And it felt like I was not allowed to just be and to just take a break and to just let myself live in what I just accomplished. Like it was like, so what's next? What are you doing now? Like, I can't wait to see what's what you're going to do now. And I know people are just like excited and they don't mean it in a in a bad way. But it's just like, damn, <laughs> give, cut me some slack. I just put in all this work for this and I I just need a minute. I just need a second to breathe, to regather myself, to work through my feelings, to process what actually just happened. And so I think it's just this idea that as a society we have that like once you accomplish something, you automatically have to go into the next thing and you're always trying to better yourself and you're always competing against yourself and you're always like competing against the next person, the next business, the next whoever or whatever. And it's like, bro, I just accomplished this. Let me enjoy this. Let me live in this moment before I even think about what my next venture is. It's just such like a... I don't even know what to call it. It's a very thin line that I think we have to walk as competitive people that like, yes, you want to be competitive and you want to be the best and you want to train and you want to work hard and you want to put your best foot forward. And those are all good things. But on the other hand, you have to realize like, what are you sacrificing and how long are you sacrificing it for? Is that healthy for you? Is that sustainable for you? And if it's not, then I think you ha- you need to go back to the drawing board, whether you only do it for a month and work towards this goal and you put forth all this effort and you do what you need to do and like that's sustainable for you for a month, by all means, go for it. But if you have like this 10 year plan and you're constantly working and going nonstop for 10 years like that is not (laughs) sustainable any pageant girl will tell you that their Miss USA body or their competition body is not sustainable why because you are depriving yourself (laughs) of every good ounce piece of food that like you want and that your body craves You are working out every day for at minimum an hour a day. Sometimes I was working out twice a day. You are pushing your body to the limit in a very like short period of time. And it's hard. (laughs) And so no, like 
trying to sustain your Miss USA body or your competition body like it is not it is impossible it's not sustainable I don't don't want to say it's impossible but it's definitely like you're not going to be happy you're going to be stressed about every single calorie that you're eating about every single inch that your waist grows like it is a very unhealthy place to be in to be obsessed with your body in in that kind of way. And so for us pageant girls, when we compete, like we know what we're competing for and we know when that competition is. And so we're able to create this plan for us to where we can actually sustain our bodies and our training to where it's not going to burn us out. And like by the time competition comes and whether we win or whether we lose, guess what we're doing after that pageant? We are going to pig out it don't matter like we're gonna go eat a hamburger pizza cake pasta all the things that we've deprived ourselves of for the last whatever amount of months like we are going to treat ourselves to that because we know that that pageant body is not sustainable we know that that way of eating and that way of life it is not sustainable it's great it's a good way to be disciplined and to show yourself that you can do it and to work towards a goal and accomplish it like amazing incredible but it is not sustainable. And so that is something that I've just like tried to transfer over into now like my personal life and my business life and creating literally like this entire brand and all of these things. Like right now in my life, I am being pulled a lot of different directions. I have my volleyball job. I have my social media brands that I'm working with. And I have this podcast and my own brand that I'm trying to build. And I know that at this time in my life, I cannot go full throttle in all three of those things at the same time. And so for me, what I'm doing, I am focusing my energy on one thing and then allowing myself time and space to like do the things that I need to do for the others. But knowing that like once I'm done focusing on the one thing, then I can focus on the next thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to pour myself equally into each of these three things simultaneously, Like it's just impossible. I'm giving too much of myself away at one time. I'm spreading myself way too thin. So I know because I'm in volleyball season right now, like volleyball is taking precedent over my social media and over my podcast. Do I like the idea of that? Absolutely not. Like if I had it my way, I would be doing social media full time and working on my brand. Like that's what I would have it as. But I know that that's not my reality right now. And there's no need for me to force myself to push myself to this limit of like, how much can Mariah get done in a day? Like, no, that is not sustainable for me right now. So I know that like once I get everything done that I need to get done for volleyball and once we get out of season, then I will be able to focus on social media more and I'll be able to focus on building my brand more. But right now I know that like it's not possible for me and it's not sustainable for me. And I don't like that, but I've realized that that is my reality. And I think the sooner that you're able to realize where you're at in life and what is taking precedent over your life right now, you can pour into that. And then once you're out of that phase of your life, you can give yourself to these other aspects and things that you want in life. And not saying that you can't do all of the things you want at one time, because I'm doing it. Like I'm posting on my podcast consistently every Monday. I'm posting and working with brands on my social media when I can. But I think you have to understand and know that like you can't take on too much of that load. Like I know that I can't take on too much 
too many social media brands right now because I just don't have the time to make the content. I don't have the time to like do the video. I don't have the time. I know that like I'm not been posting consistently on the Girls in Real Life podcast page. I know that I literally still have not sent out merch that would went live two weeks ago. But I'm giving myself that grace to know that like I am juggling it the best that I can. And even though I'm not able to give 100 percent to all three of these different aspects in my life at the same time, I can give 100% to one thing and whatever is left over, give that to the rest of what I'm working towards. I don't know if any of that just made sense, but I'm just trying to let get you guys to understand that like you don't have to be 100% in every single aspect of your life all the time. It's just not possible and it's not sustainable and you're going to burn yourself out. If I wanted to, I probably could work with 10 times more social media brands than I am right now. And I probably could pour 10 times more time and effort into the podcast than I am right now. But I'll tell you what, I probably would only be getting like two hours of sleep a night because I'm at work all day and practice until six o'clock and then I got to come home and now I got to do 10 videos and then I got to do whatever for the podcast. Like it's just not sustainable. So for me personally, in my life right now, I am giving my time and attention to volleyball because that is what is taking precedent over that. Once I'm done with volleyball and I'm done with coaching at the end of this year, then I know that I can go full throttle and all these other things that I love and care about. But if I spread myself too thin now, I'm not going to be good for either one of these things. (laughs) Like I'm not going to be the best version of myself. And so for me, taking care of myself, making sure that I get a good amount of sleep, making sure that like I'm taking time for me to just be like that is what is important to me. And that is what I've tried to give myself grace for, especially as a competitor, because I want to be the best at everything. I want to create the best social media content for you guys. I want to have the best podcast out there for you guys. And I want to be the best volleyball coach out there. But what am I sacrificing to be able to be all of those things at one time for other people? You know what I'm saying? So like I mentioned earlier, like we give ourselves away to a lot of different things and to a lot of different people. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, like you have to fill your own cup back up. Like you have to pour back into yourself because sometimes you're the only one doing that. Um, So in order to be as successful as we want to be and in order to sustain the life that we want to live and achieve the goals that we want to accomplish, like we have to give ourselves grace and know and understand that we don't have to be on 10 all the time. We don't have to be constantly working all the time. We can give ourselves breaks, we can give ourselves rest, and we can be okay with knowing that when it is go time and when it is time for me to put in that work and that effort, we're going to do it. Like, (laughs) it's going to get done because you are a competitor. But I think just like having those parameters set up around your life and knowing when to give and when to pull back and when to go full throttle and when to relax. Like, I think that is very, very important and a skill that every competitor should have. Whether you're getting ready for a sports match, whether you're getting ready for a national pageant competition, whether you're getting ready to build the business of your dreams, like... 
you have to understand that balance of give and take and work and rest. (laughs) Because if you don't, you're just going to crash and burn. And I don't want that to happen to any of us. We are capable of achieving so many things and everything that you want to accomplish is possible. It's just a matter of timing. and It's just a matter of balance and discipline and motivation. I think anybody can, you know, set a goal and just kind of like, go, 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 go. And, you know, just kind of like work themselves to the ground. But I think it takes true discipline to know when to give and when to take, when to go, when to stay. Like what I've been saying this this whole time, it is it is a rhythm. (laughs) I think that you just have to get in a rhythm with yourself and not punish yourself or feel guilty about when you do decide to rest and take breaks but rather like give yourself grace and know that like you're taking this time to refuel yourself so that you can then be the best version that you need to be in order to create accomplish and do whatever it is that you have set for yourself so if you didn't hear nothing else from this podcast episode (laughs) just take that with you there is nothing wrong with being a competitor there's nothing wrong with like working hard and building towards something and pushing yourself past limits and challenging yourself to see how far you can go there is nothing wrong with that I think it is extremely healthy but it gets unhealthy when we decide to be that every single day 24 7 and never giving ourselves the proper time and rest that we need so to all my girlies competing at miss usa this year take it all in and know that like you've put in enough work to go out there and just be on autopilot like now is not the time to be on go mode now is the time to just go and enjoy the experience and revel in what you have literally just accomplished you put in all the hard work already there's no reason for you to go there and feel like you need to put in more hard work now is the time to just let your work speak for itself don't get caught up in the hype don't compare yourself to other people (laughs) Just go and enjoy the experience because you've earned it and you deserve it. And know that whether you win or whether you lose, like you do not have to have this big thing lined up for you when you're finished. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to have your next plan just like ready to go. You can take a break. You can give yourself the time and space that you need to just come down from this major high (laughs) that you're going to feel. (laughs) But yeah, I think the last thing that I'll say, I think for any competitor, it's really hard to realize what you've actually just accomplished because as competitors, we have these high goals for ourselves. And it's like you have this this lifestyle that you see for yourself. You have this idea of the type of person that you're going to be and what you're going to accomplish and what you're going to do and all of those things. And for me, like I definitely thought that I was going to be Miss USA and I was going to be living in New York and I was going to be like living the dream. But even if that doesn't happen, like you can't negate all of the things that you accomplished on the way, whether you achieve the goal or not, like you have done so much more than like the average person could ever do. And I think that if you remember that and keep that in mind, then whatever the outcome is, whether it's a pageant, whether it's whatever the case may be, like I'm talking about pageants right now, but just apply it to whatever it is in your own life. I think that whatever the outcome is, if you remember how much that you've accomplished along the way, then you'll still leave being fulfilled and happy and 
proud of yourself because you you've done something more than the average person could ever do and you've accomplished more than the average person ever could and yeah I think that was one of the one things that I had like struggled with was that I I was like but I but I lost but I lost and I was so stuck on the loss that like I forgot about all of the hard work and the effort and the accomplishments that it took for me to even get to that point to lose at such a high level might I add (laughs) you know what I'm saying so it's like don't forget about all the hard work that you've put in on the journey don't forget about all the small little trophies that you've collected along the way even when you do get to that big moment whether it's an achievement or failure like you're you still accomplished so much and you've done so much and you did what it took to get there you were a competitor all the way through so give yourself that grace and know that like you did what you needed to do and you got to where you wanted to be whether you accomplished it or not like you got there and that's what should be focused on (laughs) okay at this point I know that I'm just rambling off but I hope this episode made sense. I literally was just sitting here talking and blabbing about volleyball and pageants basically the whole time. But hopefully you got some little nuggets of wisdom out of this. And hopefully you're able to apply this concept to your own life. And, you know, if you have a goal, like work towards that goal. Work, 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 work. Don't stop until you get there. Then you need to stop and you need to rest and you need to revel in your accomplishments and just be proud of how far that you've come. And then once you're ready for the next goal, it's go, go, go again. But again, I think it's a rhythm and it's an ebb and flow. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyways, I'm going to go now, but I hope that you guys have a great rest of your Monday, a great rest of your week, and I will talk to y'all in my next episode. All right, bye.